0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Loose Spokes podcast. It is December the twelfth of twenty nineteen. I have with me again Roger Evans. So we'll get right into it with new uh, information about Christian Craig's uh, suspension because he was uh, he was popped by uh, WADA for um, for having a illegal substance at the. 2018 uh, Daytona Supercross, and it took them 11 months to tell him about it. And he's been he's been pushing, trying to get it uh, taken down. And they gave him a two year sentence. But since they uh, seems like since Wada did such a bad job with the case, uh, that they're going to cut his uh, his suspension down, which would have been expiring in March of 2020, they're going to cut it down to December 31st this year. So he could, uh, race a one or whatever West coast rounds he wants. So I think this is, uh, yet another nail in the coffin for using WADA versus the USADA for our, for our testing. What do you, what do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's nice to have the you know a little bit more local control on that. I, th- I feel like they've been way too uh, legalistic about stuff and the penalties are way too high I and mean, it basically basically ended James Stewart's career.
0: It, it effectively did because he was he was competitive before and he was not competitive after he came yep. back. So yep. you could say it could be his age, it could be he just lost it he wasn't mentally there too many concussions, whatever you want, but the reality was he was competitive mm-hmm. until he wasn't allowed to race. Yeah,
1: yeah, and look at Christian Craig. He was competitive, and he's, what, nearly 30?
0: Yeah, he's he's reaching that
1: and for sure. Old, to only miss, you know, half the outdoors, maybe, uh, that's not enough to take him out. You know, he's still, you know, will he win a championship? Yeah, that's probably not there, but, you know, can he do good showings uh, absolutely
0: Especially yeah but in, in the case of brock tickle they didn't they didn't do it as for when um for when he was popped, but when they uh when they let him know about it which pushed it like six months into the future yeah and so he's been out for, not allowed to race for a very long time
1: very long time it will be interesting to see how he does when he comes back i'd say he's he's uh maybe more driven than James Stewart was only because I think he's more angry than James Stewart was. James Stewart was probably more frustrated than anything.
0: With the I would agree with, with that, with yeah. the frustration angle because he's just used to winning, winning and for him to come back and get lapped by Muskan, I just yeah. don't think he yeah. was mentally prepared to take that kind of a hit. Whereas yeah. someone like Tickle can go, that's fine. I was a near podium guy. Uh, you know, I'm coming back from a, a long break. I can still do this. It's yeah. two completely different mindsets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so. <clears throat> I really do. I really do. But you know, who knows what would have happened to Christian Craig. If he, a, if he had to set out, you know, basically good part, a good portion of Supercross being 250 guy, uh, without looking at the dates, I'm not sure he had options to, to he may have even missed some East rounds.
0: He was going to miss, I believe, three East Coast rounds. Uh,
1: See, what's the point it, after that?
0: You know? <clears throat> Just getting the, name, getting the name out there, getting Geico's bike out there and trying to get some type of podiums because I'm not sure he's still um, championship material because he was against Webb and Savachi, but
1: right, right. he
0: hasn't shown that kind of speed really since he crashed on the 450 at... Um, uh, down, coming down Mount St. Helens. There.
1: Oh, at Glen Helen in the beginning Glen of the Nationals. Halen. Yeah, yeah, he was like second place when that was happened, didn't he?
0: He was killing it because yeah. he did. That was the uh, second, second race. Second race, and he was doing bomb starts. He was, you know, top five starts and finishing mm-hmm. in the top ten. That's right. You know, coming up from the bike, Geico bike, and it was really impressive. And that was in the 450s
1: too.
0: That was on the 450 bike,
1: Big boys. I forgot about that. I know right where he crashed. That's a, it's an interesting little sweeper right there. When you come over that jump and you get that right hander, you kind of, you, try to not leave the ground there, but your wheels are light and it's super easy to have it swap out like it did with him, going into that corner.
0: Yeah, and it you know that's all it takes. That's a high speed, uh, high speed track. <laughs> Just a little mistake like that'll take you out.
1: Yeah, sure did. You're good.
0: And it's uh, kind of, kind of poetic because he first left the sport after doing well on 250s, and Honda moved him up to the 450 early uh, to take an injury spot, and he crashed out, and that's and never got his form back and retired. That's how he originally got out.
1: That's right. He like broke his back, didn't he? It was something pretty serious.
0: It was pretty serious yeah. at the time. Yeah. yeah
1: but, then, you but know, that's
0: that's good news him him uh, yeah, coming yeah. back a little early and having a good yeah. season
1: yeah 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 it'll be good to have him out there he's a great guy a good ambassador for the sport
0: yeah and you know I have a my oldest son is uh, the same age as his son uh, Jagger and so watching the videos and kind of benchmarking what I think Walker could do because they're about the same size and Walker loves to watch uh, Jagger in his videos on his O set and his 50 and is excited to start doing that type of stuff it's fun for him to see
1: yeah yep that's
0: fun to watch next would be Geneva results Uh, Geneva was was very interesting I think the big story is Marty
1: yeah it is yeah it is Um, yeah definitely Um, he did really good and I guess it was a pretty technical track it was soft and Ruddy, you know, something that like Eli Tomac would do good in. But then you think about, you know, Marty, he's he's nearly 30. And he's
0: he, over 30. I believe he's 31.
1: And he's got a ton of experience. He's been on the bike a lot of years. And sometimes, you know, that wisdom when you get on a tough track like that, um, look at Kevin Windham. When it got really gnarly, he would do good. Uh, he didn't just blitz stuff. He actually rode smart and stayed up. However, Marty did go down in
0: Sunday. the first night. He was consistent. The second night is when he made his mistakes. Yeah,
1: yeah, and you know what? Also, could have been playing games in his head too. You know, uh, maybe we haven't all been there, but a lot of us have been there. Like, hey, I could actually win this thing. Boom! You can't think that. <laughs> yeah, Your brain is blown, and then that's when mistakes happen.
0: And you know. Brayton's just on such a roll right now yeah he he's is. he's feeling good and he's he's confident and he's just getting wins because he's he's there and he's consistent
1: yeah yeah and he's knows his competition you know from from Australia and then when he moves over here and they get a little mix up a few more American guys there but um but you know it's, it was, it was backing up a little bit it was cool to see Marty do as good as he did um, you know, uh, while we're talking about Marty, I thought about something today and I did read a little something, you know, with, with he's got, uh, he's going to be able to ride for, oh boy, one of the KTM teams. Um, it's like not Butler brothers, but the next one down, uh, but he's riding the K- he's riding, been riding the KTM, you know,
0: yeah, team, team tetter,
1: team tetter. That's right. Um, anyway, so, you know, he's riding the KTM and he's used to it, right? Well, with Mouskan out,
0: what that see oh. a lot of people are saying Chad Reed, but I think you're on to the the right track there is is picking him up because if they're already giving Team Tetter a ton of uh you know, a ton of support which we were kind of talking about this last week and, you know, they announced in the interim time that Martin did get a ride there and that they are they are going basically full factory support, just like Butler Brothers, right. uh, yep. KTM. And so watching the KTM Honda um, battle going on, where they're mm-hmm. just giving support to all these rides uh, yeah. to uh, these teams mm-hmm. is wonderful to see. Mm-hmm. And it's it's good that Marty's getting a basically a full factory ride out of it.
1: Yeah, but he may even get the, the big step because, you know, it's just like Brayton. You know, coming up from the smart tops, uh, that's but, probably part of the reason for these feeder teams, if you want to call them that.
0: Mm-hmm. And that I'm sure that's the deal, is um, that they can tap them, because that's kind of what GEICO and HRC have always had. Yep. Um, where, hey, if we have a, uh, we're going to give you enough money for five or six, kind of this year, seven riders on GEICO.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If
0: we need someone, we need to be able to tap you guys mm-hmm. and bring someone up. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. And they've done it forever. And I think that um, other people are starting to see that. But like HRC is seeing, well, let's get someone who's been on a 450 that we can pull in. Right. KTM is doing the same thing. Injuries happen.
1: Yep, they do. You got to be ready.
0: <clears throat> so Barsha did pretty well uh, overseas, also going 2 2, like from. From what I've read, it seemed like whoever got the whole shot could double into the first uh, section and everyone else had to single. Yeah. And they could basically check out. Yeah. yeah. Um, with the exception of Martine Davalos going down. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Brayton and Barsha getting around him. But it seems like there really wasn't much to do. I, I heard that Barsha kind of sat alone in second with big gaps. Yeah. Each but, time. But that's still pretty good for him, you know. Uh, just having a good, consistent ride like that mm-hmm. is is key. I mean, Malcolm Stewart and Justin Hill didn't really have the uh, weekend they were hoping for.
1: Yeah, and I think that, that the ruddy soft track had a lot to do with that. You know, just uh, you, you can go in there and if, if you make a few mistakes, you know, drag some foot pegs and you're like, nope, not going to get hurt. <laughs> That's probably wouldn't surprise me if that's what they were thinking you know I'm guessing there but yeah of course you want to win but there's times you go out on the track and you're like today's not the day and then there's the days where you go out there and today is the day and you just like you can do no wrong and keep press until you do win
0: exactly so before this last weekend, what did you know about Joey Crown
1: just that he did good at uh, straight
0: rhythm yeah in that 125 class yeah, and, and then he comes really over even... and he goes one one in the 250 uh in geneva yeah, yeah. i've known i've known him because i keep more of an eye on the amateurs coming up and he's always been one that i've kind of kept a a side eye on not mm-hmm. like i do with some other guys but i i knew he was out there and i knew the name mm-hmm. and i knew that i had heard he could be really fast on his good days mm-hmm. and he showed that
1: mm-hmm. yeah I, th- I think that's cool the guy is making he's making opportunities for himself i mean you know straight rhythm you know i i think even roxon was talking about him but um you know they they make the opportunities he, he made a little showing there like okay you know whatever maybe he's a one-hit wonder or whatever well you know the very next major race there he is
0: yeah he's backed it up yeah. And, you know, again, not an AMA race, but still, I mean, he finished ahead of Dylan Wright. He's the Canadian MX2 champ. Right. Like, he's the reigning champion up there. Yeah. So, you know, they're not slow up there. You, you oh. see people go up there like Alessi, and they still have trouble with the top guys up there. Those, those are some fast riders up
1: there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But it still is usually Americans right at the top. You know, the was it Tyler Mateglia, he's always been really good up there. He's a Canadian, but um but you know, usually there's a couple of Americans that go up there and, and do pretty good. I and mean, Matt went up there and done pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there there are definitely no slouches up there, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, I I like it when uh, the was it was two years ago, I think that that Canadian snowcross rider came down and did one of the uh, AMA nationals.
1: Tucker Hibbert.
0: Tucker Hibbert. That is a very Canadian name.
1: um, Multi-time snowcross champion up there. I don't even know how many times he's won. He just, he just, he's like head and shoulders above uh, everybody else there. But yeah, he came down and rode, uh, I think he rode Southwick if I want to
0: that's what I remember it being was Southwick, and he's basically their Ricky Carmichael, and he did really
1: well. Yeah, he did good. I think he was uh, 10th or 12th or whatever, which is, you know, that's super respectable.
0: <clears throat> there's a lot of pro riders for AMA that would love to get yes. 10, 12 at the wick.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's probably a couple of hundred of them that would love to do that good. So, yeah. yeah. I know he did get a good, uh, good crossover there. I remember before him, it was Blair Morgan that was winning all the snow crosses. And he even came down and, and did a couple of nationals. Oh, this is, boy, we're back into the well, early 2000s, I think. Um, somewhere in that neck of the woods, 2004 or so. So, yeah, Canadians, I guess some good guys, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah. I guess I did miss one piece of kind of important news that we touched on, Marvin muskin's going to miss the entire 2020 Supercross, and we don't even know about outdoors yet.
1: Yeah, I, I did read where it was a it's a knee injury that's been there for a long time. He I mean, was kind of riding it out, but apparently it's got super damaged. I don't know what all happened, but he went to France actually and got it uh, got the surgery done.
0: According to his team statement, Musquin said. Um, <clears throat> I was really happy to be back on the bike riding after being injured at the end of the motocross season mm-hmm. and starting to train for supercross. Unfortunately, I had an incident at the KTM test track and ultimately over jumped a jump that, had, uh, and had a very big impact on my legs when I landed injuring my left knee. And it, it just goes on to saying, you know, he's devastated. He was looking forward to supercross, but he's going to take the time that it needs to return strong enough to win races. Mm-hmm. And that's, Hugely upsetting, you know. Marvin can at twenty nine, he's still at the top of his game, but at that age and at this point in his career, you mm-hmm. know, he's a world champ. He's a major competitor over here. This is not the time for him to be getting injured.
1: No, it's not. It's critical time. Yeah, just the same as it was for Christian Craig to be disqualified. It's just he's when you get in your upper twenties in the motocross, you know that's you're running out of time.
0: Yeah, that's that's just a huge a huge bummer and of course people are already feels a bit like vultures sometimes when it's someone nice like that that oh who's going to pick up the bike? It's like, well, let's give it a day.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But and he's been a good a good guy, you know, typically the you know, a lot of times the French guys are not always, you know, looked up to or respected by the Americans, but
0: Muskan yeah, and we, we hit that last is, week with, is, with some of them being friendlier than others, but oh, everyone yeah. likes Muskan. Yeah, everyone likes Muskan.
1: He's a good guy.
0: He tries
1: super hard. He gives it gives it his all, and uh, he's right there. He's super fast. He can be as fast as he can win any given day.
0: Yep. I would. I never counted him out the last two years in yep. any race. I, I always said, well, Muskan can win you know, he just has to have an on day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not even someone have an off day. He just has to have an on day. Yeah.
1: Then he's gone. Like, like, what was it? Was that two years ago when he won monster energy cup and straight rhythm? And then he won some European super crosses and he was super mm-hmm. good early in that season. And then I think he wrecked his shoulder in like the second or third round and he was he was absolutely clicking then.
0: Yeah, that was he just has some unfortunate runs of luck, much like uh, 250 uh, at Ironman, going for the championship against J- uh, Jeremy Martin. They were neck and neck, man. I was so looking forward to that. It came down to the last moto; they were separated by just a few points, and. I'm watching the starting gate, and I got my fingers crossed. I'm like, I don't care who wins. This is such good racing, and they take off. Oh, it looks like Jmart's buried in the pack a little bit. Oh, so where's Muskan? Where's, oh, no, he was on the starting gate. His bike just, he barely made it out of the gate, and the thing just, just exploded on him, the last moto of the season oh, oh. going for the championship. Yeah, that's no good. And I think that was the year that they did the um the Legends race there. So I'd just been amped up from watching the you know uh Airtime Cooper sky out that that jump at whatever age he is. hmm Irresponsible jump is awesome. <laughs> and then to to see that happen was such a such a bummer for him. That's a bummer. And that's not how J. Martin wanted to win it either, so
1: No. No, I think on.
0: that's when that's because um, Jeremy didn't win that one; uh, Plessinger did, and um, or was it Cooper?
1: Cooper did because when Plessinger won, Muscan has already moved on.
0: Yeah, so I think I think I think yeah I think Cooper won the um, won the race that day, and that was just the beginning. He went into the next year against. Mm-hmm. Um, the bear, and that's all history.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We got some neat team announcements. Uh, since we did the 450s, we got a few more. Um, but in the in the 250s, uh, Team Manluck KR Racing, they picked up uh, Chase Marquier and John Short, and a guy named Ryder Floyd, whom I was not aware of. Uh, but I mean, everyone knows Chase Marquier. He's been yeah. He's been running for for years. Uh, he's always good guy to watch in the you know final spots of the heats and the LCQS and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ryder Floyd is a is a rookie. He's twenty years old from te- uh, Texas. Uh, he won the opening round of the uh, Triple Crown Arena Cross um, and good finishes at the twenty nineteen Energy Cup so apparently he's he's got some heat behind him Mm -hmm. and um uh short um i'm i remember seeing his name on the tickers um and it was his his best year in supercross and uh motocross last year he got a 15th overall in the 450s um and seventh overall at the spring Mm -hmm. creek national that's that's impressive for a non-factory rider yeah, to get that yes kind of...
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Wow, that's great. That.
0: So it's good that he's got a ride, even with a, a privateer team. Uh, that's still really good.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Good showing.
0: There was another um, interesting development. Uh, was Penwright Honda. Did you see uh, Penright's going to be bringing uh, you, some U.S. riders? No, so Penrite Honda is the they're the guys who run the uh, the Australia. Australian Honda mm-hmm. team with Justin Brayton and and um, Chris Blose. Mm-hmm. Like they they sponsored both of those guys, so now they've got uh, a team racing the 250 West. They picked up Mitch Oldenburg, and they're oh. bringing Luke Clout over.
1: Really? Oh, you know, I did see that where Luke Clout was going to come.
0: Yeah, yeah, and they're bringing they're they're sponsoring Mitch Oldenburg. While they're doing it.
1: And they're on two fifties? Yeah. Two fifties. So wasn't Luke Clout he nearly won the four fifties down there, right? Um remember
0: with let me, off, let me double check my notes. The last
1: race that Brayton was down by two points, and I'm sure it was to him.
0: Uh yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So according to this article, Clout had a very strong year in Australia, winning his first 450 motocross and supercross races, and taking second overall That's in it. MX1 and XX1. Yeah, behind yeah behind him. So yeah, so Clout is right on Brayton's speed. So the
1: guys should be pretty fast.
0: Yep, and we know Oldenburg has has some bottled up speed from his yep. years on oh, yeah. KTM, especially <laughs> not. And not, not to mention on, Yamaha.
1: Yeah, he was on Yamaha, yeah.
0: Yeah. And um I believe Clout was on Yamaha this year. Yes. And jumped over to the to the Honda team.
1: So he's he's on the yeah. Well that that should be good.
0: Yeah, so I mean that means Clout and Brayton are gonna be on the same team and the same equipment <laughs> next year. <laughs> Oh boy, if that's if that's how that's gonna go, that I'm definitely watching that series yeah, yeah. next year. Yeah, should be super competitive. Excellent. And the last one will be the update of Team Tetter, uh, just everything being solidified and them having full factory support. That's yeah. great news. Yeah, that's good for them for sure. So next thing to do is uh, jump into our uh, our two fifty silly season stuff because mm-hmm. we did the four fifties, uh, last week. So we'll run through the two fifties. And, uh, I know that you follow the four fifties a little more. I try to follow the two fifties a little more. So hopefully we have complete knowledge of, uh, what we're, what we're talking about.
1: Yeah. well, We'll find out
0: <laughs> some of this is going to be me actually committing this to memory, so that I'm not so confused.
1: Yeah. So, so
0: looking at pro circuit, I'm already my brains already spinning um, because two of these names are people I still uh, consider Geico writers, even though one hasn't been one for a long time. Mm-hmm. But we'll start with with their best bet. I think Austin Faulkner coming back.
1: Yeah,
0: he had the East title. Almost wrapped up mm-hmm. and and threw it away by uh, by wrecking his knee and lost the whole rest of the year.
1: Mm-hmm. And what happened the year before? And the year before?
0: Well, no, the year before he didn't get hurt. He simply couldn't uh, keep up with Osborne. Oh, okay. he he almost hurt himself many times. He uh, he definitely pushed trying to keep up with Osborne. It was just Osborne's year. Yeah, you know. Forkner should have had it this last 2 years but yeah. you know the first time he got beat yeah. the second time Sexton stayed consistent and stayed there and was ready to capitalize and Forkner made the mistake no no amount of pixie sticks yeah. could uh save him from that
1: yeah i think it's interesting you know he, he's got to be what 22 years old now i'm thinking we might see a different guy out of him, you know, um, there's no way he hasn't learned a lot from Adam Cincerello.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that they train together.
1: But because... you know, being on the same team, you know, um, watching the, the, the maturity, I guess, of Cincerello, Austin Fortner just does, part, you know, halfway the same way he will see it through and get some championships. But, you know, when you're racing, you're just there to win, 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 win. And so it's, it's going to be hard to temper that from time to time.
0: And the the poor guy has grown up being, um, what do you call it, um, like the guy, the guy to beat. Yes, um, yeah. The the, net, the upcoming big stuff after St. Cirillo was Forkner.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: And after him came the next guy on the list, Garrett Marchbank. So we can kind of talk about the both of them. Mm -hmm. Garrett hasn't really put forth the results that he needs Mm -hmm. to be on pro circuit with, you know, all the team green years and all the championships he got in amateurs. He's really not delivering on that.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So I hope they keep giving him some shots, but uh, they call him man child. He's just a big yeah. He's a big guy and so again I, I wonder if that type of frame is um, hurting him on the small bikes if he'd have a better chance mm-hmm. uh, if Kawasaki had had a feeder team like uh, KTM and Honda seem to have if him and Savachi could have gotten uh, a second string Kawasaki factory rides mm-hmm. if that would have really given him a chance
1: yeah to with maybe a little less pressure
0: yeah but he's you know he's right now he's on the premier kawasaki 250 yeah but he's just big on the bike yeah not to not to say you can't still win yeah. yep. Censorillo, sensorillo mm-hmm. there's
1: been a lot of big guys winning on 250s
0: yep you can certainly do it yep uh so those you know both of those guys are are you know Forkner's a contender. I think that's their yep. their best bet. Yep. But Garrett has a lot of potential.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And then uh, Cameron McAdoo, that guy has bounced around a lot. But you know you got to give it to Smart Tops for giving Cameron his shot.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: When they sponsored him for Energy Cup and he went out against Sean Cantrell and and uh, and those guys and was able to pull it off Uh, this kid that no one knew Mm -hmm. he was older than these other guys he you know he wasn't one of the guys who was supposed to win and he did and moto concepts gave him that shot and then geico wanted him and they said well he's not just going to fill in for a few rounds you have to sign him for the whole year because they could only support him for supercross Mm -hmm. and they were trying to get someone to take him on for outdoors yeah yeah and geico said hey we need to fill in for supercross they said only if you give him outdoors and they geico went for it and so he was with geico in 17 and 18 and then he he filled in again in 19.
1: Well, we'll see how he does on a different bike with a different you know surroundings and stuff and see how he does so good. Yeah,
0: because he was, he was uh, at Troy Lee um, filling in last year outdoors, and he just – I don't know if he didn't gel with the bike. He's I know he said that his fitness just isn't at the level of everyone else, but he was working on it. So maybe this bike will gel, gel with a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he'll be able to talk a little bit with uh, Jordan Smith because they're both coming from Red Bull, KTM, and Geico before that. So they probably – have been together through a lot of racing at this point,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. And I think Jordan Smith is there is definitely their other coast uh, contender. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I think that they'll definitely put Austin and Jordan on different coasts just because Jordan Smith. I mean, he's he was leading right to Vegas uh, a couple of years ago, so he's definitely a contender to to have a good showing
0: and then he sent it off the right off the start straight into the wall that was that was painful just to watch because <laughs> that was that was gonna be another good one but I think that was the year that Osborne put Savachi on the ground too that was a rough year
1: no it was uh, uh, a different a, year? A different year because see Jordan Smith he was actually I think he had the points lead. And he like went over the bars on like maybe the second lap and went down. And then it was, oh man, maybe Osborne did win it that year, but it wasn't the year he took out Savachi. It was the, um, but whoever was in third, third place, least likely to win it, actually luck went their way and they won it.
0: I know it was a non-mutter. <clears throat> right. And, and I know, um, that both championships were down to the final race, correct. So that was just one of them that ended early. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah, Vegas is uh. Vegas is tough, but it's, Vegas isn't going to be the final this year. It's going to be Salt Lake. Yep. Yeah, and it might snow on them. Oh boy! Did some years back. That would be that would be quite the thing. Okay, you want to win. It's a snowy mutter.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. So what do, you, what do you think of the team overall, then? Uh, Forkner, March Banks, McAdoo, and Smith on, on pro circuit.
1: I certainly think that Forkner and Smith will absolutely podium each coast. You know, March Banks and McAdoo will still be a learning year for them, but can they podium? Absolutely.
0: Excellent. And when we get through a little bit more, we'll kind of see – who we think has the strongest uh, team overall. Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's been years that Pro Circuit's been stronger for sure. But they do have two guys there that are top of the game.
0: Like the year they had, uh, they had Cincerello coming out his rookie year winning three of the first four races or two of the three. Mm-hmm. And then they had Davalos and um, Dean Wilson. Mm-hmm. And they were claiming the whole podium.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's right. They were like, yeah, like several races.
0: That's, yeah, the, that,
1: that's not likely to happen this year. There's too much competition.
0: That and they simply don't have a ringer team. Maybe one of those guys was Baggett. Could have been. I don't know if you have the page open, uh, the Silly silly Season.
1: Mm-hmm. I do. You want to go ahead That's and uh, lead us lead
0: us off with Husqvarna and Geico?
1: Okay. <clears throat> uh, Rockstar Energy, Husqvarna. Michael Moseman, I think he's definitely improved each year. He's making the steps the right direction. Podium, he's not
0: cleaning people out as much
1: anymore. Nope, nope, because he's growing up. Um, podium guy, yeah um championship guy not
0: yet but you think he's got not just a freak podium but like a legitimate podium
1: no he will get some legitimate podiums this year yeah I'd, I'd say at least two which you know that's pretty exciting I'm not, that's I'm huge not there's only he has one yet
0: yeah there's only a few rounds yeah you know
1: yeah yeah rj hampshire be interesting to see how he rides a different bike
0: yeah, he's been on Honda's for ten years now. Yeah, you know, from amateurs on, yeah. he's been he's been with the AMSOIL Geico team yeah. forever. He he came up with uh with Smith. Yep, they actually lived together for a few years when they went pro.
1: I think he'll be consistent. I'm not sure he'll get a podium, but I don't know. He'll be he's you know certainly a top five guy consistently.
0: I feel like Hampshire is one of those guys that he has the speed, he has the fitness, he has the the racecraft, he has the mental fortitude. It's a matter of getting those to all line up mm-hmm. in the same race. I feel like he's one of those guys that you describe as just missing that last bit.
1: Yeah. Yep. 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 Yeah.
0: I think he can go from fifth to seventh um, to legitimate wins i think he could be a championship contender on the days he's fast oh yeah and he's got it all together yep
1: he's shown that I'm, before
0: he has a uh an overall in the mx mx2 of the mxgps
1: that's right. That little grass strip down the side did
0: it for him. <laughs> it did. But, I mean, it wasn't just a start. I mean, Freezy can, can get a good start, yeah, but he doesn't yeah. get wins. You got to
1: back it up. He was up. able
0: to go 1-1 against those guys. You got to
1: back it up, and he did. He did really good. He definitely yeah. has it there, but like you say, I think he's just missing there's One little bit. that's missing it, and maybe it's just confidence. Next guy, uh, Jalex Swall, you know, he's, he's a rookie. He's giving it a shot and you got to start somewhere. Um, I'm sure he'll be a qualifier pretty much every race, but it'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, you know, he did do good at monster energy cup. So he's certainly fast. Um, he did good at Loretta's. He was super competitive there. So, uh, you know, guy he's just getting started. Uh be interesting to watch him improve.
0: Yeah, he's not confirmed for Supercross. He might start in outdoors, which I think I think that's the way to do it since they started that with uh, Tomac or Barsha, I forget. who was Tomac? One of the Geicos started one of the geikos started outdoors. And people have been doing that more and more instead of throwing him into the meat grinder, they yeah, won. Yeah,
1: yeah. Tomac, they did. They, they let him sit out Supercross. And what did he do with his first race? He won it.
0: That he did. Let him, let him get used to the pro racing in a condition that they're used to yep. before you put him in front of 60,000 people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Geico Honda, <clears throat> Jeremy Martin is back. And he, That's
0: big news. Yes, yeah,
1: big news. He's certainly uh, uh, he will win some races. If the same, he's you know not always been as much on top of his game as Supercross as he has Motocross, but I think that has he
0: has he ever competed in all of the two hundred and fifty rounds in a Supercross? I don't know because he might have his last year that he raced, yeah. But I know the first three. <clears throat> Hey, he the didn't. first three years, he didn't qualify for at least one race. Yep. 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 Even the years between his championships, he won an outdoor. And then indoor, went to the LCQ in one round and didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. then won the outdoor the, again that year. Yeah. Championship. Yeah.
1: Now, he's won some races. He is he is good at Supercross now. Or
0: oh, certainly. Uh,
1: could he win the championship on one of the coasts? Yes he definitely could. Um, oh, and if he raced East races East, you know, you got Chase Sexton. That's, you know, the, the current champion Sexton is moving up to the four fifties. He's got to have a ton of confidence. You know, he definitely, uh, definitely could he win the championship?
0: Yes. Well, he's the defending champion and, you know, he, he did, he did take it. Yeah. Um, now, one thing about Martin, I, I did not watch the Energy Cup. Um, how did he do? Did he look like he was finding his form oh, again? Because he, he hadn't raced since June of 18.
1: He was the first two races. He was totally on form. Guy was smooth, fast, competitive. Um, he was super fast. He was, you know, he was. I wouldn't even say he was a tick off of of Tomac. Um uh, he was super smooth and good. He absolutely knew what he was doing. He was good. Prepared. So he's he's
0: coming back, yeah. hitting the ground running.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he uh, I think he got two whole shots and, but he, but he backed it up. He stayed there. The last race he went down and just kind of, okay, you know, this was a test anyway, but he absolutely, he's nothing wrong with J Mark. He is up to speed.
0: That's that's great, and then him and Sexton at least on the East Coast is gonna be, yeah. gonna be something to see.
1: Yeah, you know, honestly, if you, you this could be the year where Geico owns some podiums.
0: Yeah, because there's still some other good names on here.
1: They're they're uh,
0: not not the same as these guys, but these other <laughs> these other names are still mm-hmm. very fast in their own ways.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the Lawrence brothers definitely, yeah, those guys are going to improve fast. Um, you know, early in the season, maybe they won't be podium, but by the end of the year, you know, those guys could definitely be pulling podiums. And when you got Sexton and Martin, you know, hogging them up, they definitely could do really good. We talked about Christian Craig and how he might do this year he's definitely gonna have some good races he'll be competitive from time to time he will be because he knows how to win
0: I see him as a as a heat winner and a podium contender yeah um, if he's on but the last year that he did race he was dealing with a thumb injury and and, and things but he it was very lackluster it kind of seemed like um, uh when you know the bear was still racing his last year at uh, pro circuit mm-hmm. bowers he he just he would take a couple of heat wins, but he'd be outside the top five in the races mm-hmm. and I just feel like that's where Christian Craig was mm-hmm. when he uh stopped riding mm-hmm.
1: yeah that makes sense
0: but the yeah the Lawrences I hope they put him on the same coast because that would just be so much fun.
1: The trash talk between the two of them, yeah. Oh,
0: wonderful. We need more of that.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yep, they're having fun.
0: Finding donuts in the team truck.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And uh, the two rookies, uh, Joe Shimoda, Carson Mumford, you know, Mm -hmm. these guys and Jalick Swall, they're going to be finding each other on the track if they're on the same coasts because they're all, they, they battled a lot at Loretta's and They'll probably continue to battle, you know, as they move up. And, you know, you think forward, you know, fast forward five years from now, you know, Shimoda, Mumford, Swall, you know, these guys, they're going to be the Mac and Luscan and and all that uh, in in just a few short years. These guys are all just getting started. Let's need to see them get an opportunity and see what they can do with it.
0: I think that both of those guys, having watched their results and, and the way they talk and the way they mm-hmm. ride, I really think that we're seeing a lot of a lot more professionalism in interviews coming up mm-hmm. with this latest crop. They, they're very well spoken yeah and, and they know they know what they're doing. They seem to get the idea of how a professional team works um, instead of just going from their dad's truck, to a supercross stage. Yeah. <laughs> they seem to be doing a good job of training them, not just to race, but to be professional athletes yeah. nowadays, which is, which is huge. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, um, they're representing, you know, multi-million dollar companies. They, they need to
1: represent them properly.
0: Yep. And I, I was so impressed I, when I was watching the outdoors last year, I was watching Hunter Lawrence and all the other guys. I was so interested in in how he was doing he's very hot and cold he wants it more than almost anybody on the track you can see his his desire I feel like it would it blinded him on the track sometimes but he would use any line and go the same speed but he had a hard time getting around people yeah maybe that's just an aggressive aggression thing then. Yeah, he just had a lot of wheel spin. Uh, uh, I feel, but this <laughs> is a, such a <laughs> such a good team. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys on pro on uh, on Geico Honda. Next, we have a JGR Yoshimura Suzuki factory racing another full factory team. Do they have seven? No. Do they have four like Pro Circuit? No. They have one. They have Alex. They have Alex Martin, and they have uh, lost his name. Oh, Jimmy Dakotas. Jimmy Daco- You're right.
1: They have two guys. Jimmy Dakota. Well, I need
0: to do that again because that's that's pretty pathetic. Yeah. I can't air that. <laughs> yeah. Do they have seven writers? No. Do they have four? No. They have two. They have Alex Martin, and they have Jimmy Dakotas.
1: Yep. So that's a decent showing, and Alex Martin who's had flashes of brilliance in Supercross. He really has.
0: Um, definitely, I feel he's stronger in in Supercross than than Jeremy. Even consistently in consistency, yeah, he's been.
1: I would say you're right.
0: And, then, and we know his his ability to be faster than his brother outdoors. We've seen it mm-hmm. when he was on the Yamaha. Mm-hmm. He would he could really rip that thing uh, through the course and. Um Jimmy Dakotas has only gotten better over the years. He mm-hmm. finally got a podium last year. finally, yep, he had been saying he had gotten no better than fourth his whole career and he was willing to throw it away to get you know fourth. he said nah no, nah, no, nah, I don't get fourth no more.
1: And I think he I get
0: third or I'll crash. I
1: think he led a lot of that race he got third in too. I think he got no
0: you're you're thinking the one that he led uh like 13 minutes of two yeah. years ago oh
1: yeah yeah that's the one
0: yeah he 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 fell back to fourth he was battling trying to hold on to third okay and and I think he ended up taking seventh because he crashed trying to hold on to oh, it but last oh. year he finally got um his his third well, good
1: for him he's been around a while actually and it's good to see him finally get somewhere.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a fun guy. Yep, they're they're both good characters, Troll and uh, and Jimmy D. They both got fun names.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they?
0: <laughs> There's still some good teams, uh, Red Bull KTM. Troy Lee Designs, Red Bull KTM. They've done like a real uh, shakeup. Yeah. Of their of their whole team structure from the ground up. I think they'll be up to six riders again next year, but it sure seems like uh like the man Roger DeCoster went up and said, Yeah, everybody we got, they gotta go. <laughs>
1: yeah, it does, doesn't it?
0: Seems like they're they're starting from scratch because really since they had um I mean they were still strong when they had Jesse Nelson, and then after that, they had um, a couple of good years where McArath should have had a good shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smith had a good shot. He had a good shot. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was Davalos racing for them when he uh, had a, a points lead I, and, and got sick?
1: I want to say or... he was on Husk Barn at that point i okay. not sure,
0: but they've they've had good opportunities. But the last couple of years has been a real dry streak for them, and sure has. and and it's not for for lack of good names. It's just they didn't gel with the KTM for whatever reason. And people wanting to go to the four hundred and fifty KTM so bad, mm-hmm. and just not the two hundred and fifty KTM not working as well as it's kind of the inverse of the Yamaha, you know?
1: Yeah. That's right. The 250s aren't so good. The Yamaha 250s are the best. And then the KTM 450s are super good.
0: Yeah. It just seems like they can't really put together two two equal bikes. Like the, the Hondas and the uh, Kawasaki seem to be good bikes no matter the displacement. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They're both good. There's nothing wrong with any of those bikes.
0: Yeah. And the Huskies are same thing i'd say about the ktm Mm -hmm. uh their riders aren't necessarily top tier in the 250s Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of apples and oranges Mm -hmm. a bit yeah but um i mean a good rider can make them work we've seen what osborne could do with that with that bike and that's Mm -hmm. basically the ktm yeah so Why couldn't they get a a win, you know? You know, when
1: Osborne was riding it, that's back when, you know, McAereth and Jordan Smith were doing well on him
0: too. That is true. That is true.
1: Maybe just technologically they've been passed up.
0: So their their lineup now is they've only kept one guy, um, Derek Drake, and he was only there last year.
1: Yeah, for Outdoors.
0: Yeah, and he's a he's a KTM Orange Brigade guy, but um yeah, it's going to be his first full C, full uh year mm-hmm. cuz he did uh motocross last year coming up from the amateurs and then um now he's, you know, everyone's basically first year as, as far as it matters cuz mm-hmm. Brandon Hartranft, uh he's been kind of showing himself.
1: He's been a for is, a few years and
0: yeah, on Cycle Trader Rock River. Yep
1: but he's, he's, he's working his way up.
0: Yeah, and so he's got a full factory KTM now, so hopefully he can he can work well on that. His results have gotten better over the last few years, uh-huh. and he's got at least some experience, uh, whereas these other guys simply don't. Derek Drake just has a few months. Pierce Brown, he's, he's a fresh face. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Brian Moreau, coming from France.
1: 17 years uh, old, obviously. He's just getting started.
0: Yep, this is a lot of questions coming in with the Troy Lee Designs team. You know, are we going to see these guys battling for podiums and, and shocking everyone? Or is this a building year that they're just going to, KTM's going to close their eyes or turn off the TV when the 250s are racing and, <laughs> and go, this is okay. Next year will be, we'll, we'll have them ready. Yep. And that could be just kind of not much to say because we don't know anything yep. about it yet. Yep. And then the, the next, the last big one, this is, this is where all the talk is going to be is these are all the returning people and one new guy. Yeah. Monster energy. What do you, what do you think about the star team this year?
1: Man, it's super strong. There's, you know, there's nobody that's weak here. You know, Ty Masterpool has the least experience, but he's still competitive. You know, Dylan Ferrandez, I mean, whatever coast he races on, he's definitely a favorite. Even if he goes up against Forkner, the other super fast guy, I think Dylan Ferrandez is pretty much, you know, a shoe to get a championship. You know, he may start it off slow like he has before, but... The guy, man, he pushes so hard.
0: Yeah. That guy is two good starts off of a championship. Yep. Truly two good starts. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. But I mean he won the championship last year. So he's he's uh already proven he's fast. This year he'll only be faster. So the guy definitely knows how to push and he does not quit.
0: So he won't have to deal with... There's some people we know he won't have to deal with. He might have to deal with um, with either Forkner uh, or Jordan Smith. But he won't have to deal with Jeremy Martin or Chase Sexton. We already know that. Oh. So looking through here, his biggest competition is likely his teammates.
1: <laughs> wow. You know... McElrath has been good at Supercross before, you know.
0: He's he's led the championship yeah. multiple he times. Has, I
1: mean, if he if he, you know, gets a little confidence, you know, he could get an early lead on Dylan Ferrandis. But still late in the year, boy, that's just going to be a war, you know. And,
0: and Dylan just needs to get good starts. Like he keeps starting seventh to tenth, yeah. and he still works his way up to second most races. Yeah. But he needs to start a couple positions up so that he can take the lead. Yep. Yep. You know, he he did win the championship, but he's he still feels like he's just barely there and he has the ability to be dominant. Yeah. If he can just get better starts. He
1: does. He does.
0: And this is his last year.
1: Yes, it is, no matter what. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So even if he doesn't doesn't win, champions are limited to four years in the two fifty class now. So this is it.
1: Yep. Yeah. And Justin Cooper, you can't count him out. The guy is, he's, he's led points last year.
0: I mean, outdoors, he was, he was neck and neck with Mm Cincirillo. And we know he rides with Dylan, Dylan and stuff on the same bikes. Those guys are real good chances to win their, I assume they'll have separate coasts. So that they're not racing each other, that would be, a I feel, a waste of talent. Yeah,
1: that would make sense. That would make sense, you know. But then Colt Nichols, so you got they'll have two guys probably in each coast that could both podium any any given night.
0: I could see Ferrandis and McElrath and Cooper and Nichols uh, mm-hmm. as being who they pair up because you got two fast but kind of inconsistent guys with two very consistent, you know, outside, inside the podium guys. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Ty Masterpool, I I like the Master Pool family. they they're just you know uh, everything they've been through and, and, and Ty's just a, a good racer and he's 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 strong. He he's strong willed. He doesn't fade.
1: Obviously they're a Moto family that never gives up.
0: Yep. So that's uh, that's that's the factory teams, and I think it's just going to be really good racing between all these guys. These are all really good names and really fresh names. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've got tons of uh, of riders in, um, you know, satellite and privateer teams, and tons of free agents. I mean tons a couple of them got picked up from this list but um we'll start with the gas monkey energy AJE motorsports they've got a couple of people that could do surprise heat wins or surprise uh Mm -hmm. um, podiums with uh, Jacob Hayes and Josh Osby
1: Uh, I think these guys aren't they gonna ride arena cross and then like East rounds, I think that I think that's the plan for these guys.
0: Uh I think that you're thinking they may be, because Jacob Hayes does come from that, but I, I think you're thinking of Phoenix Honda. Because I know Jason Jace Owens is. Oh yeah, that's what it is. And he's he's with them, but it is a possibility because um there is a team that's doing that.
1: You're right. It's the Phoenix Honda team that's doing that.
0: But I mean, Jacob Hayes is one of the fastest people to come out of the defunct arena cross. A kicker's still around, but the uh, official AX, you know, he was one of those top guys. Yeah, yeah he was. And Josh Osby's—he, you know, he's he's one of those guys that you see his name mm-hmm. every, you know, every round. And then there's the newer teams like Team All South, which has. Kyle Swanson, Curran Thurman, and Zane Merritt. I don't know any of these names. No, I don't either. Uh, apparently, Merritt did uh, race last year in outdoors, um, but uh, Phoenix Racing Honda is one of the bigger one of the bigger deals uh, coming out here because that's Jace Owen and Kyle Peters. Mm-hmm. Awesome name. Jace Owens is is a, a big arena cross guy and kyle peters race with uh yoshimira uh last year in the year before
1: didn't jace owen he just did real well in australia too i think he was he wasn't the uh the 250 champion but he was right there
0: in the mix if i remember right he was at paris I think you're thinking of the Paris Supercross. Is that what I'm
1: thinking of? I'd have to go back and look and see on the
0: Australia. Whether he yeah, I'm, I'm looking now. Because they just did a article on him. Yeah, Jace Owens uh, this year got second place to Brian Sue at the um, – paris supercross and last year he won it Oh, okay uh and he's uh i believe he won the last year of arena cross i could be wrong Yeah, i know he was but he
1: was racing it i know he was racing the arena cross
0: yeah he was he was one of those fast guys for sure um jmc motorsports racing carson brown martin castillo uh i know those names and then Derek kelly he just went pro i know him from amateurs
1: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah carson brown's a guy guy to watch that's someone who can who can be uh who's this guy ahead of the factory riders that's gonna be carson brown he's one of those
1: (laughs) yeah he definitely sends it he's pretty pretty uh He's an up-and-coming guy. He's just a lot, a lot of skills on a motorcycle.
0: Yep. And Pelletier Kawasaki, uh, everyone knows the name Lorenzo Licorcio. He's another guy around there, you know, uh, making it into most most uh, main events. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Thompson, which I know I've seen his name around as well. And if you want to go through the uh, notable free agents... <clears throat> We'll uh, close this section out. Well, Mitchell Falk,
1: I know he rode for KTMs for a few years and and uh, at this point doesn't have anything lined up, but he's certainly not done. He needs to keep pushing and making it happen. Same with Sean Contrell, same thing. You know, I was, I was at Glen Helen one day when Sean Contrell was there. And I was there for probably four hours. And I don't think Sean Contrell ever got off of his motorcycle. He, he would stop and hang with his buddies for a few minutes, but the guy rode all day long. I mean, I was exhausted. I just did my motos. The guy kept going. That was two years ago. it was two years ago. He rode
0: all There's a lot of people on this list that are uh, Orange Brigade guys that they've been bringing up for years. Yeah. They've been fact, uh, supporting these guys. Yep. So for them to throw them to the wayside, this quickly just shows how much trouble the KTM team was in, that they needed to hmm. get rid of these guys that they've been working on for so long, Falk, Cantrell, and Bailey.
1: Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. And Chris Bloss. Huh? He's a good guy. He's a good rider. He's fast. He's certainly not done. You know, he'll probably find a spot somewhere. Uh, Blake Wharton, super fast. That was neat to see him back out there last year. Um, but, you know, it's it, it takes focus, and I'm not sure how old he is now, but, you know, he's definitely still got something in the tank.
0: Didn't Blake land on the, um, on the podium at one race?
1: I think he got you know, maybe podiums and some semis,
0: but I don't think he did in a final. Or in a Because he got a, um, uh, he, he got a, uh, they, they interviewed him at one point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, you know, he could have got certainly a top five in a main event, but I don't think he got a top three podium.
0: Hmm. I just remember there was that one, that one weird race. And I want to say Indianapolis, i could very well be wrong um where it was him and uh, someone else um that were privateers that both ended up on the podium uh one race hmm. no, i can't find anything about that um yeah i don't have enough information on that
1: but so, certainly looks to be a, a fun, competitive, no guarantees, um, uh, two hundred and fifty season.
0: Yeah, I think, I think looking at it, it's gonna start with a lot of hype. But by the fourth round of each coast, we're gonna have a pretty good idea of who's gonna win, and you know who's second and who's third. I think we can probably. Round out the podium after four rounds each.
1: Yeah, I would I would say yes, as long as nobody gets hurt. Yeah. You know, it would be hard to predict who's gonna do what because you don't know who for a lot of these guys you don't know what coast they're gonna race.
0: Yeah, and I think they do that on purpose that people don't start trying to plan how to race against them too soon. Yeah.
1: If I wanted if I was gonna assume Austin Forkner was going to race East, I would pick him to win the East, and I would, I would assume if, uh, uh, Dylan Ferrandis races West again, I think he'll be the winner. I can predict that that's what happens. That's as far as I can go with the rest of them. I don't know where they're going to be.
0: So Forkner over Sexton for the East Coast? Yep. yep. See, I think they're both going to repeat. I I genuinely think that they're both going to repeat because Sexton and and Ferrandis will repeat. Sexton's been just getting faster and he rode, he rode, you know, he had the whole outdoor season and Forkner has been out. He's got to pick up on race pace and he's going to, it's going to take him a couple rounds to do that. And, you know, coming into round one, who has the momentum? The guy with the number one plate and the guy who's been riding.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do. But I, I think Porter could win right out of the gate. He's just, that's the kind of guy he is. He, he you know, which might be why he's been hurt a few times, because he's, he doesn't work his way into it. He just blitzes wide open from the start. And, uh, you know, you don't see him work his way up from the back very often. He gets a good start and he's gone um, a lot of the time. So I think his, his intensity, I, I, I would pick him over Sexton. If they race the same coast,
0: so I'll put Ferrandis and Forkner yep. for whatever coasts, yep. and then we're kind of playing Calvin Ball at this point. Yep. <laughs> um. So, give me a couple names. Do you think would follow those guys? Um, well, Jeremy Martin was
1: definitely, you know, probably a second place guy at whatever coast he's on. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, you can't say Sexton because j going to be on the same coast. That is something we know.
1: Oh, they are. Okay. So, well. That's,
0: that's one thing we do know is they'll both be east coast. And we know Ferrandis will be west coast. Oh, boy. So, who do you think's going to be behind Ferrandis? Then, maybe. See, for me, I think I'm going to say Cooper,
1: Justin Cooper. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, really, when it comes to the West Coast, if yeah, it depends on how they break them up, though. Um,
0: But well, we're just we're guessing. We'll we'll probably change these up a little bit as we draw closer to January when they start announcing which sides we still have to get Dave's yeah. picks in here next week anyway. That's true. That's true. So this, these aren't locked in. We'll lock it in. Cause we're, uh, we're going to do the RM fantasy this year. Uh, the three of us. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're all going to do that and we'll try and keep up on it each week. And uh, we'll keep a, a private tally of uh, who's winning and, and we'll give an, an update at the end of each beginning of each episode, probably. Um as we razz each other about you know who's <laughs> still in first or now in first that could be a fun david really wanted to do that so we're gonna okay. we're gonna factor that in okay.
1: we can do that we can do i've never done fantasy anything before um
0: it's pretty easy you just what do you think you know first to 20 seconds gonna be yeah. you know each round yeah so um so who's who's behind Ferandis then for you
1: as far as uh, on the West Coast, yes, mm-hmm. it's just hard to say behind you know who's going to ride West Coast. Um, I, I I just can't guess.
0: So I've got on the West Coast, I've got Ferrandis, Cooper, and Forkner on the um, Coast. on the West Coast. And then I've got Sexton, and then Jmart. Oh, who are they going to send East with them? I'm going to say trying to think if they're going to put Alex East because I think I want to put Alex Martin in to that last position there because it'd be him or Smith. I feel like Smith's gonna go west. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and, and say, uh, A Mart, which I like because that puts the brothers on the uh, same coast. True. Sure, sure. Uh, so I have, thing is I have a Star Yamaha, Star Yamaha Pro Circuit Kawasaki on the west coast, and then I have Geico Geico Suzuki on the east coast so i've got a a diverse spread but no uh austrian bikes hmm. well that's true so that's true hmm. so you're thinking east uh west coast will be Ferrandis, and then what do you think on the west coast on the west coast you can kinda of pick whoever you want, because if the coasts are wrong, we'll just adjust it later.
1: I think the West Coast. I think I think Forkner will race east and Jordan Smith will race west, so I'll take him second.
0: Smith. So third place. If you've got Ferrandis and then Smith and then third place think- on the West Coast think- and then Forkner, Jmart, and
1: I think Hampshire is good for third.
0: Hampshire in the East against Sexton?
1: Yes.
0: Really? So Sexton's going to phone it in and get a fourth?
1: No. Oh, no. I see what you're saying. No. Oh boy!
0: Yeah, it's 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 tough.
1: Without knowing what Fortner's going to do,
0: um, well, you're you're assuming he's going to be East Coast. Yeah,
1: then I think he'll win the East Coast, and then I would say, uh, then I would say Sexton Martin. You too.
0: Bye. So. Uh, Make sure I've got this right: Forkner, Jmart, and then Sexton. No,
1: Sexton, Jmart.
0: Okay. So your East Coast is going to be uh, Forkner, Sexton, and Jmart, uh-huh. yep. and your your West is Ferrandis, Smith. And who else? Uh, One other guy on the other coast.
1: Justin Cooper for third.
0: Cooper. See, I'm looking at this going, sure. Both of these look completely Mm -hmm. possible to me.
1: Well, really, no, like you say, after two or three races.
0: Do you think there's someone that were that is not in your six uh like someone that you wanted to put in but just couldn't I'll put it in the notes Um like I'm looking at uh, the Lawrence's Yeah, I'm you looking, want to have- like I'm looking at Hunter Lawrence or RJ or Mosiman maybe Mosiman
1: I think that the if you wanted a wild card Jet Lawrence is the wild card
0: jet lawrence it's
1: jet in supercross
0: the younger one yep.
1: yep
0: okay well that i think that'll be i, I want to say Moseman, but i'm gonna i'm gonna go i'm gonna go with hunter and you'll go jet mm-hmm. Excellent. I think I think I might just send the document to Dave and have him, yeah. let him freak out about our picks.
1: <laughs> He'll have fun with it.
0: Yeah, we might just get phone calls yeah. before the uh, podcast. What were you thinking? <laughs> Are you serious? Roger, you didn't put Amart anywhere?
1: Oh, I like him, but he's definitely, you know, fourth or fifth place, guys. It's how it's going to be. Outdoors could be different, but Jeremy's under more pressure. I think he'll end up performing better this year.
0: I think he does really well under pressure.
1: Yeah, he does. He does. It makes a difference for him. And he wants another shot at that HRC 450 ride that Sexton got. Yeah, you think so? I do. I think so.
0: Because that was his ride, and, and by the looks of it, he's still going 450, but we've been saying that for how long? Well,
1: he's getting, you know, because he took the year off, he's got the whole year for 250s again. He, so he didn't have to think about it until next year. Yeah. Did you see that picture of the whole Geico team all standing there and there's a little bitty Jeremy there?
0: Man. Oh, hi. <laughs> oh i did see that i they've got front pictures the back the picture from the back is the best because everyone's within two or three inches and then i was like please give him something to stand on
1: <laughs> oh it doesn't matter when the gate drops
0: that's that's true some of us have uh scalloped seats and some of us do not yeah yeah i mean you and i are both six foot uh you know and just helps through the the whoops and the uh mm-hmm. The big holes when we do trail riding. Mm-hmm. So we're still not yeah. as fast as Jeremy or Ricky. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I'm pretty sure that they could, They could. their warm up lap is faster than I'll ever go yeah, yep. blitzing.
1: Yep, me too.
0: Maybe if they were on a 50, I could get them. Yeah, probably. 65, I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> you seen those kids on the 65s? Oh, yeah. Ooh, boy. Oh, yeah yep I'm frustrated when I
1: can't clear the jumps they clear.
0: <laughs> yeah, why are they doing the triples? Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to the Loose Spokes podcast. A special thanks for Jahazer for the use of their song, The Last Ones, under the attribution share alike license.